0: Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Doing which On Dirt. I'm your host, Evan McCrory, and today is a little bonus episode coming out on a Friday. Friday afternoon, get you into the weekend. Today's guest is going to be Devin Morgan. He's a street stock and late model driver here in the Carolinas mostly. He used to drive for Coltman Farms. Now he's driving for Henderson and a street stock. Got his own family-owned late model. We're going to be talking to him about how he got into everything, uh, how he got into certain cars he is now, how he's found success in those problems he's had in both and just how he got into racing, how he's enjoying it now and his plans for the rest of 2023. Devin was an awesome dude to talk to and I hope to see him around the track more often. I think the last time I saw him in person was at scrubbing actually for the winter freeze. So I think that goes 15 episodes straight of me mentioning the winter freeze, but (laughs) I'll probably be mentioning that race in a year at least, but yeah, hope you guys enjoyed this interview with Devin. At the, after the interview, I'm going to be going over a couple of races we have this weekend. I know I already did in the last episode, but if you didn't listen to it, it doesn't hurt for me to mention it again. I appreciate you guys, and I hope you guys enjoy the interview. Today's guest joining me, he is the driver of a street stock, a late model, whatever type of car he could probably hop into. He's won a couple of races already this year in a street stock at Harris and Cherokee. Devin Morgan, how you doing?
1: Uh, i'm doing pretty good how about yourself awesome
0: so uh i'm doing good uh this past weekend you picked up a win at cherokee during their mid-east nationals how'd that race go and uh how was it
1: uh you know that's one of the most fun races i've had you know back-to-back weekends harrison cherokee in that street stock uh it's been a lot of fun uh blake blake pryor put the put the heat to me and luckily we were able to, to hold them off there and the the track was pretty phenomenal you were able to run the cushion and that's you know normally that'd be odd for Cherokee but they've <laughs> been doing a lot of work to it and it's been uh it's been racing well every week so uh you know it was really good to pull, be able to pull off the win and uh you know I'm looking forward to hopefully maybe hopping back in it this this week and come and going for another
0: yeah that'd be that'd be really cool yeah I, I gotta give it to Cherokee too I feel like I think they've had four or five events so far this year. And I feel like the track's really been on point about all those. And you already know about how, just how that track is in general when it comes to when they had March Madness, like it's just going to eat the tires and stuff. But when all the other visions, like last Saturday, y'all had the modifieds and then all the weekly divisions, and it seemed like it raced well throughout the entire event. You got, you got to give props to um, Tony Adair and his people uh, really working on that surface oh yeah they they all did an amazing job you know i was really
1: surprised that uh like in in our strict stock feature the top so much in three and four stayed kind of crummy but uh one and two it it stayed clean off and you had people running the bottom middle and top and wherever you wanted and then the modifieds when they went out there they got the top blew off in three and four and Mm -hmm. uh, they were racing all over the racetrack and um you know that's just something we don't see a whole lot down in our areas the tracks cleaning off like that and not really throwing too many crumbs up in the top, making it not, not useful. Um, so yeah, I was really impressed with that.
0: So the street stock you're driving right now, is that a family deal or who owns that car? Uh, if you race for somebody, uh, Mitchell Henderson owns that car. Um,
1: you know, I, we had an opportunity to, or I had the opportunity to be able to drive for him uh, at the Big Treat stock Race at Cherokee last year, last May, and um, we had a pretty decent showing for our first go around, and then, you know, we just kept hitting some big shows, and, you know, I think we only ran, like, one local show last year, and uh, every other race was a big show, and um, had good runs, was able to come away with a win at Charlotte, um, mm-hmm. had a really good run going at Livonia before getting crashed, and. You know this year we changed some things around. We went to and had some solid runs, and there. this past two weekends was uh have been uh we really got the car balanced in or dialed in right now. The balance is amazing, so I feel like we could take it
0: just about anywhere and uh, be a threat to win. Is that going to be your plan for the rest of the year? Kind of just pick and choose, see which races uh, run for some decent money, and just go where you need to to have some good competition. Yeah. Um, we, we're we really
1: not sure what we're going to do this year. Um, right now, I, I think uh, I'm going to be running my, our own family 602 late model. Uh, going to try to make it limited, actually, and run some limited stuff. Um, and then, of course, I'll be driving the street stock for Mitchell. Um, probably hit more of the bigger races. Probably slow down more in the weekly stuff and start hitting some bigger races or w- really wherever they're paying money. And I have some opportunity to drive some other cars as well. So I'll be in them uh, whenever the – Whenever
0: I can. Uh, when are you planning to do your first uh, 602 or 602 or limited uh, race for the year? Um, possibly
1: this weekend. Um, I got to call Mitchell, and uh, Harris is putting up some money again for the Street stocks this weekend. So, um, yeah, I think we can go pick up that. So, But uh, if he doesn't want to race, then I'll, we'll probably drag out the late model and uh, pick somewhere to go run it.
0: I was at Harris last weekend and for the Carolina Sprint Tour opener, and it doesn't matter. Every single time I'm at Harris, it seems like the Thunder Bomber and Harris combo just work so well. It seems like they just always have fantastic racing at Harris, especially in the street stock division.
1: Yeah, Harris. Um, you know, ever since they put new dirt down on it, uh, I think two years ago, something like that. Mm-hmm. It's been, it's been pretty impressive. I haven't gotten to race it, but twice. Uh since then once last year and once this year um but i've been I've watched youtube videos um you speak about the thunder bomber race at uh Carolina uh last week up there um, mm-hmm. I just got done watching that on YouTube before you called, and man that was a that was a good race and uh Madison Hoots put on a show I uh, mm-hmm. was able to lead every lap i I drove that car friday at at t r and
0: yeah um, that's what i thought
1: yeah and them them cars are a blast to drive as well, but yeah Harrison. Uh the stock cars just they put on a show weekly and you know it's it's really undervalued, I think. And Mitchell Coggins does a great job up there and Yes he does. Um you know, I enjoy every time I go.
0: So uh how did you get your start in racing? What was the first car you got into? whether it was a go car or something like that, or what was the first big car you got into as well?
1: Uh really technically I started racing on a on a four wheeler. Uh, just like some, some indoor, um, type deal when I was about seven or just right before I turned seven. And, uh, I did that for three races and then, uh, we went go-karting. Uh, we had some friends that did it and I did I did go-kartings from 2009 all the way to 2017 full-time and, um, in 2017, uh, we started dipping in some asphalt, late model stuff. Uh, had an old car that somebody just let me drive it to try out, and then we went and bought our, our own car and had some good success, and went that route for all 2018. And about midway through 2018, uh, Barry Thornton gave me the opportunity to drive a pure stock car for him, and, and um, that's kind of how the dirt the dirt side started. So 19, I had the option of, of which one I wanted to do, and I decided dirt
0: that's cool so did uh when you're on uh when you're go-karting what tracks were you doing for there and then when you're on asphalt what tracks did you run uh the the go-karting it it's kind of hard to really (laughs) or extremely hard to
1: pinpoint a track really because um we didn't really yeah we we ran sugar tit uh foothills uh cross anchor that was kind of our, our local ones but um about 2012 uh, possum kingdom as well um i'd say probably about 2011 2012 we started traveling a lot and from that point forward we didn't really hardly race local we just chased money around all the way up the east coast
0: and so was it all dirt oval karting or was it any road racing karting
1: no it was it was all dirt oval um and then you asked about the the asphalt um uh, yeah. In uh, the asphalt late model, I ran Greenville Pickens only, and that was that was the only track I ran.
0: Okay. And uh, did I see you won a track championship there, or was that right? Or was that wrong? Uh, no, I won. I won the 2018
1: uh, limited late model ch- track championship there.
0: Okay. How do you feel about the state of Greenville Pickens now, where they? aren't hosting a season this year and there's been all the rumors and stuff coming out about the track might be gone and sold or it might be coming back. Oh, what do you, what do you think about Greenville Pickens these days? Um, you know,
1: from my, my experience of it, um, you know, I have a, I have a different mindset from a lot of people. I, I don't really care to, to see it stick around. Um, it's been run down into the ground so hard that, I, it probably would be best for it just to, to go away. I don't think it'll ever be back to where it was and um for a lot of people they they don't share that same opinion cuz they they no. grew, up, grew up with it a lot more than me which I did as well but the the racing there and all the drama and whatnot it kind of tainted my my view on it so um you know it's kind of a harsh view on my end but that's uh that's just my thoughts
0: no i completely understand it and i am I'm, I'm not one that likes to track bash and stuff because track bash and then some of your favorite places might be gone one day but if if the track was putting on good racing and they're putting the money they needed into the facility and it was being ran well people would have showed up people would be selling off that place and they would have good car counts but last couple of years like you're saying it it hasn't they've been running it into the ground and people stopped showing up and that's what eventually happens and you hate to see it but that's just what happens and this ecosystem of racing yeah that's uh that's a very good point you know
1: uh you know filled dreams you know you build it they'll, they'll show and uh if they weren't building it very well and so it showed and there wasn't people stopped coming the i mean the stamps were empty uh, about the only thing that was packed was a back stretch and uh, parking. And, mm-hmm, with the cars back there. Yep. And uh, other than that, you know, that was about it.
0: I think that's also really bad timing for them to go down. I feel like if it feels like the tracks like Hickory and Tri-County like up in North Carolina are really starting to do better and really starting to, based off some of the publicity and stuff, like, yeah, they make their mistakes, but – it seemed like a bunch of the tracks that hurt. car counts are starting to rise, their money being put into it starting to rise, especially North Carolina, cause they had those. government. But it, it really sucks that Greenville Pickens didn't get to feel that little bit of a resurgence and uh, attention, good attention that they needed to stay open for a longer,
1: longer time. Yeah. And uh, yeah, like you said, Hickory and Tri-County, they're, they're on the up and they're doing really well. I, I've been keeping up. I keep up with the asphalt side a little bit still. Just well, I keep up with any racing, really. And, um, yeah, I, asphalt racing and you know, racing as a whole was kind of on the, the the down a little bit, and everything's starting to pick back up, and Grimwell Picking just wasn't there for it. Yeah,
0: and that sucks overall for the racing scene in general of South Carolina because we lost Myrtle Beach a couple of years ago. That was a beloved track, but... It's kind of the same situation. I I don't know a lot of situation because I wasn't around as much. and Then I was kind of up on I was kind of North Carolina more around those days. But seemed like it was kind of the same situation. Myrtle, I'm happy. Uh, za- uh, trying to think, of Steve Zacharias that was running Myrtle Beach at that time. It feels like he's put all of his energy into Florence, and Florence is doing really well too. Uh, they're hosting a bunch of big events, and I, if you think of asphalt. Racing in South Carolina, and I kind of think. Besides Darlington, obviously, you think of Florence now because they host the big events. And then, if I had to say one track, you probably think of when it comes to dirt like that it would be the most prominent track in South Carolina right now is Cherokee. If you had to say if, if you thought of like just one dirt track in South Carolina, you'd uh, most people would probably think of Cherokee, don't you think so? I'd I'd have to I'd have to say <laughs> Cherokee for sure. Yeah. So, uh when was the last time you ran in a late model, or last year? Like, how'd it go? Run late model, uh, late model in general, and how has that learning curve been from going up in different type of cars?
1: Um, really, learning curve hasn't been too bad. You know, driving so many different things, I can take uh, one aspect that I learned in this car and put it towards another car, and and you know, so so on. Um, so that really hasn't been too bad, and. Uh, for the late, late model deal last year, we had a really good year. Um, we only ran 13 races, which, um, me being a racer, I want, I want to race more than that, but, mm-hmm. uh, we did the heart. had a point series, so we, we ran it and so we didn't run too many other things. And then, uh, shortly after that was done, we went to Cherokee and, um, no, I'm, let me, let me go back. I'm skipping. We out of them 13 races. We had won six of them as well, but <laughs> Um, last race in the late model was April of, or August of last year. Um, we'd gotten pulled down and, um, so we had to get, we got protested, took motor out and everything came back right. Hmm. And we put it all back together and sent the rear end off at that time. So, um, and had sent another motor off. And so that we didn't race for a little bit and, then I'd end up moving down to Georgia for the Coltman Farms Racing. And um so I didn't I didn't get to run my late model anymore, uh, unfortunately, but everything's fresh in it. So I'm I'm excited
0: to run it sometime this year. How did the relationship with Coltman Farms start and how's that going now?
1: Um my amazing marketing lady, uh Tanya McAllister, NBA marketing, um we she got me in touch with with coltman and we went and talked to him and you know we just kind of hit it off and um we had a really good relationship i ended up going down there and working for him and uh the plan was to race for him and um you know he he wasn't going to be able to to let me race he didn't he wasn't ready for two teams so i was going to be uh just working with the supers um Mm -hmm. not being able to race and having to go with them to work and um you know, we agreed that that wasn't gonna work for me, so we just parted ways and that's kind of where we are now and uh but you know i I'm gonna support them guys all the way, and uh we still have a really good relationship so uh you know there's there's never there's still a chance that you know we could get back together
0: down the road okay cool i I enjoy all the I don't really know the Coltman farms people myself personally, but I like all the drivers they have. Kenny and David and Peyton and uh, when you were with them for a little while. I really hope you guys are able to keep that relationship going down the road when things line up correctly. Oh yeah, I, I definitely think we will. Um, you know, I don't, I don't ever
1: want to leave anywhere on on bad terms. I'm not, I'm not that type of person. Um, so you never, never want to burn bridges because uh, <laughs> you never know what can come back around.
0: With the late model this year, are you planning, or would it, uh, could we expect to see you in any of the regional late model touring series, kind of like a Clash or a Ultimate or Southern All-Star or something like that?
1: Um, you know, if we if we do take it limited, uh, I definitely think there's a chance for that. You know, some of these smaller tracks, uh, like Livonia and stuff like that, or especially tracks like Sumter where it's small yeah, and it gets Bob slick. Sure. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, you know, I definitely, I think you could – Possibly see me in
1: uh, some of the events.
0: That'd be really cool because I'm going to be a, I, I'm covering Clash and Ultimate this year, and it'd be very interesting, cool to see uh, some of those shows. I'll definitely shout you out, re, repost all your stuff, do whatever, and be like, "Hey, Devin, Devin's at Ultimate Race." Oh, <laughs> nobody would expect you to just show up at Ultimate Race randomly when you're mostly running at Hartwell and a couple other tracks. And some people might only know you from just street stock, so. It'd be cool to see you getting some of those regional shows. I feel like. Yeah, I would, I would definitely
1: enjoy, uh, being able to do that. And, um, you know, I think also yeah, some of these tracks, unlimited motors might be a little bit better to have. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just mentioned it. Sumter, uh, Austin Mintz, the, I think the last ultimate race went down there and qualified <laughs> second with the six Oh two motor. Yeah, he did. Um, and you know, that's, that's impressive. Um, That that's extremely impressive. Austin's got his stuff really good right now, but that just shows you know you don't need all all that motor
0: all the time. No, I think uh, if you're gonna do that, it's just like you're saying you need to pick some of the smaller tracks that get slick, kind of like a Sumter or one random track. Kind of came to my mind was like County Line up in the eastern part of North Carolina. yeah, just stay in that smaller three eighths area around. I feel like to be best, the most. Com- I feel like it'd be the best opportunity for you to be competitive in a six o two or a limited. Even. Oh, oh yeah, I agree. And uh, even with the limited motor, I think
1: one that could be a roulette wheel. Um, and we saw that with the the spring nationals is Sonoya. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Sonoya can either be extremely slick and slow and. You, you might not only you might only need a limited motor, and on yep, the other yeah. hand, it can be the fastest thing around in this area. Um, just a it's just a roulette wheel on what you get that weekend.
0: In the, in the situations like that, Sonoya, sometimes you just want to survive. When the track surface is that rough and treacherous, you just want to survive. And then there's some guys right now. We're loading up. I don't even want to be a part of this.
1: Yeah, with uh with twenty grand on the line to win at, at yeah. Cherokee the next night, I I think yeah. that's the decision all rounds to load up and as rough as it was.
0: I feel like more guys probably would have gone out there and did it if there wasn't a race the next day, especially a bigger one like March Madness. Oh yeah, I I agree fully. Yeah. Uh, I was talking to somebody at Mars Madness, and one of the drivers that packed up and left it—I can't remember who it was—but they're like, "Yeah, if I didn't have to come four hours here during the middle of the night, I would have done it." <laughs> but yeah, uh, if you have to name one track that you haven't been to yet, that would be a dream for you to be able to run on and hopefully win at. What track would that be? Uh,
1: I, I'm gonna—I'm gonna probably say like Fairbury. And that's, that's <laughs> something, like, way off and down the road for me, I'd say, in, in my, my career. But, man, that, that place looks so much fun. Elbows up on the cushion. Um, Talk about a know. track you only need a limited for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is – um. that's kind of – that's one of the, the two driving styles that I love. You know, I I feel like Sonoya driving – Straight in the slick and just finessing, I like that. And then something just el- really elbows up like a cushion at Fairbury. Um, that middle stage of driving, I don't much care for. But mm-hmm. uh, th- them two styles, that's that's two things that I love to do
0: behind the wheel. Let's let's put a GoFundMe together to get Devin to the PDC this year. <laughs> All money raised will go straight to Devin to be able to make the make the AMA at, at the PDC this year in July. <laughs> knock get the deck out yeah knock the knock the deck out get ran over by bobby pierce it'd be one good weekend it'd, it'd be one hell of a memory it would be, it'd be oh, a yeah, good weekend man. overall
1: it would definitely be one hell of a memory that's for sure yeah. um but you know that's like i said that's down the road and uh, I'd, I'd like to just go watch uh before maybe if i get the chance to race there i i i feel like a lot of these places i watching before i go you know i kind of figure out how i want to drive it just watching watching a race there
0: Mm-hmm. definitely and i i would love to get to the pdc obviously just watching for myself one day like me and my friends we've been trying to change up our plans for our big summer dirt race trip is going to be I mean, every year they keep bringing back the dirt million so we're like, oh, dang we gotta go back to eldora again <laughs> yeah
1: that's that's another place i've never been to um just just to watch
0: and that's that's on our bucket list as well yeah eldora just the the energy there the the facility there is just beautiful it has all types of different okay once you get outside the grounds of the racetrack nothing cornfields nothing (laughs) but you're in that Half mile, mile radius of the speedway. It's electric. It's just insane. Also, don't expect to ever get a phone call or get any service on your phone while you're there. There's one tower in the parking lot or the grass parking lot, and you will not get a hold of anybody for the whole time you're there. <laughs> just a warning to you and everybody else. <laughs> yeah, sounds sounds about right for about sounds about like half of the Georgia tracks. Yeah, pretty much. I. I've actually been blessed most of the, uh, so far. Knock on wood, most of the tracks I've been to this year—seven, uh, six, seven tracks this year—I've uh, been covering races or whatever. Good internet so far. Uh, I mean, for Scriven, it was only good when I was up in the tower, but I was able to—I was able to get stuff out then. I would say probably the worst so far was Harris this past weekend.
1: Yeah, Harris. Harris is uh... Harris a little rough harris is rough on on the wife or on the the cellular data um mm-hmm. I'd, I'd probably have to say best best connection for me would have to been east bay i felt like yeah. east bay was really solid well what have you driven to east bay or is it just
0: there working on a car as a fan um
1: uh, no i was there uh working with, with coltman farms i haven't okay. got the opportunity to uh to drive east bay but yeah, uh, You know, we another year of to... Winter Nationals coming up um, in 2024, you know, the last opportunity. So uh, hopefully they run, run something that I can bring down there.
0: Yeah, I know they do the crate race in USA before Winter Nationals, and then the Winter Nationals, they have the mods, and then sprint cars and late models are all there within those two, three weeks. And I know they run street socks probably during the – uh, during their season, but I know they have that big last Lucas late model event for 50 grand October last year is going to be their, or October and next year is going to be their last event. Yeah. Um, I know this,
1: this past year they ran, ran street stocks for their, um, for, for a full week. And, uh, you know, I think next year they're supposed to, but I don't think they're going to do any regular racing next year. Um, which which sucks.
0: Yeah. do you feel like that would affect how good the track could be by the event if they don't race that often throughout the year like let's say after winter nationals next year they don't run for those seven months ish until that last event in October do you think that would affect how the racing would be compared to them running all year on that surface um no I wouldn't think I wouldn't think so if anything it might help it be be better to
1: be honest with you okay. um because this this past year at east bay it was um it was a different east bay and you know that was the talk of the pit area all week um is how much different it was the last year and um like dalton wilson said it best is that last night was was true east bay and yep. it was it was the, the best night in my opinion um you know it was racy and you know it, it put on a show
0: yeah, you know, I uh I fully agree with you there. I love East Bay. I only made it out there for sprint car night this year, because uh, my girlfriend kinda lives in the area. But you know, I I really enjoy the facility. I'm definitely gonna make it down there at least one more time before it's gone and hopefully it'll be there for that Lucas race. But before we jump out of here, do you have anybody you want to thank? Any sponsors before we get out of here?
1: Uh yeah, I gotta thank my mom and dad uh for everything they've done through me, uh, done for me through my racing. Um, I gotta thank Tony McAlister, MPM Marketing. Um, I gotta thank Jiffy Lube. Uh, I believe they're coming back on board this year. Um, BKPR and there, there's there's a whole lot more, but uh, we still haven't got our, our sponsors in in order yet um, for this for the late model this year. So uh, there's there's more to come, and uh, you know I I appreciate everyone that helps me and everyone that supports me um, with my racing. Awesome.
0: Uh you want to shout out your social medias or anything before we get out?
1: Uh yeah, um follow me on Facebook, uh, Devin Morgan Racing, um Instagram is Devin Morgan 12 and uh, or Devin Morgan Racing 12 and Twitter is Devin Morgan 12.
0: Awesome, Devin. I appreciate you coming on the podcast. and no, have uh I hope you have a good week and a good race season.
1: I appreciate you having me on. Uh, same to you. Awesome. See ya. See ya.
0: Hope you guys enjoyed the interview with Devin Morgan. It was awesome. to get to know him a little bit more. I didn't really know him that much before the interview, but I hope to see him at the track soon. And there's not a lot of racing going on this weekend. A couple of series are just kind of taking their time before they have races almost every weekend. That includes Clash. Ultimate's opener is next weekend at Lakeview. April 8th, I will be there. But, yeah, the only things I really see on the schedule for stuff I'm following is East Lincoln has a points race. Chance I'll be there, very small chance. And then USCS 360 Sprint Cars are going to be making trip to the Carolinas for the weekend. They're going to be at Traveler's Rest Speedway on March 31st, Friday. And then on Saturday, April 1st, they will be at Cherokee. And also, if you want more information or more interviews with some of the USCS drivers, go check out William Richards' podcast, the Cherokee Chatter Podcast. He has everything you need on there. And also there's a couple other season openers. They're Lakeview Motor Speedway. They got a bunch of stuff going on. And my closest track to me, bigger chance I'll be there is Sumter. They have all their local classes that can be running, including limited late models. So, yeah, if there's any races around you you're going to make it to this weekend, uh, send me a tweet. Show me something you're at. it. I'll retweet you. I'll say, cool, drink a beer for me. Do Whatever. Hope you guys have a great week, and I will have another episode come out Monday or Tuesday. It'll probably be with a late model driver. Might let you guys know before, might not, but oh well. Hope you guys have a good weekend. Stay safe, and don't forget to follow Do Much On Dirt, D-U-N-E-W-I-C-H, on all social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Have a great weekend.